Welcome to the Mums King Matter podcast, where we explore the multifaceted experiences of women and mothers and why it's vital to truly look after ourselves. As mothers, we are doing one of the most important and challenging jobs, raising the next generation. I'm your host, Lucy. I'm the birth recovery coach, coach for mums, perinatal specialist, personal trainer, yoga teacher, and matrescence coach, working with women to make sense of their motherhood experience. It is my desire to help mums like you step into your power and rise as the change makers that we are. Just because society doesn't acknowledge the value of what mothers do, it doesn't mean we can't value ourselves. In my spare time, I love hanging out with my beautiful daughter, reading and writing poetry, long walks in nature, and a good soul-nourishing dance. Three things that are really important when you become a new mum. So recently I found my own little ABC. And A is for advocacy for self. Self-advocacy is so important. I'll go into that more. Let me come to B. B is boundaries. Boundaries. Goodness me. Such a powerful, phenomenal word and thing to practice. And C is circle of support. A circle of support. Friends, family, family to look after you, to help out with no judgment, with no BS, with no toxic behavior. So yeah, there's your ABC. So it may be clear to you or not, and obviously I don't know what stage of motherhood you are at. You might be pregnant, you might have a tiny wee baby, your children might be a bit older, but with whatever stage you're at, this can still be very helpful. This is really helpful to a lot of my friends. And so self-advocacy is something that I all, I think we all can benefit from practicing and I practice it most days. And it's about speaking up for your needs, for your desires. So needs and desires are obviously slightly similar, but my goodness, there is a difference. So sometimes we might think of making time for ourselves, and it is a need. I need to run an errand. I need to post something or I need to go and get something for one of my kids at the shop or something for someone else in the family. And that could be seen as important, obviously, no judgment at all. And a desire. How about thinking about your desires more often? Yes, you can make do. Yes, you can cope. But how about thinking about what you would like? To give you an example, I remember when I had recently, no, I had just had Tilly and my ex-husband, he wasn't my ex-husband at the time, brought clothes from home. And it was so, so helpful and lovely and soothing to put on pyjamas that were mine, not just the hospital gown. And to put on a soft fabric, something familiar, was just profound. It really was at that point where I was traumatized, everything was new, I was in the hospital and the fabric of my cozy purple checked pajamas was just divine. So that is a desire. A need was met. I had clothes, but the desire was to wear something more comfortable. So I'd love you to think now, 
of something that you desire. Not just that you need, but something that you desire, something that would bring you joy, pleasure, ease even. Hopefully you thought of something there. Often it will naturally just kind of pop into our mind. When I teach baby massage, sometimes we'll do this little piggy with the little baby's toes or fingers. And I always ask the mums or the dads, whoever's massaging, to think about something that they would like to eat or drink when we do this little piggy. Instead of saying this little piggy had roast beef, thinking about something that you would like. And that is to deliberately think of what you want as opposed to anything else. You know, it helps to remind ourselves of the things that we like and that nourish us. So, Self-advocacy, advocacy for self is speaking up for your needs and desires in any given moment. So there is a balance, of course. I'm no parenting guru at all, but sometimes I find it hard when, say, all day we do stuff that Matilda wants and nothing that I'd like to do. And of course, as a parent, we are used to sacrificing our desires and putting the child first, for sure, for sure, no doubt about it. But it can help to do something that's for you. And maybe I will explain to Matilda, I do, sometimes I'd like to do something for me. You know, we've done this for you and it doesn't need to sound passive aggressive. It doesn't mean to sound like, it doesn't need to sound like they're an ungrateful douchebag at all. It's just, we've met your needs, honey. Can we do something for me? How about that? I literally, as I say, I'm no parenting guru, but it's great to speak up for what you would like. Because in my opinion, otherwise, we can be seen to be walked all over and that our needs don't matter. That can be evident or visible to others. And so next we come to boundaries. Boundaries is just such a phenomenal word to learn about. And I will be honest, as I always am, I first learned about boundaries after I had left my husband. And I realized my boundaries were appalling. I was putting up with crap from different people, not just ex-partners, but friends and family. And if you're a friend and family listening to this, please don't just think it's you. But yeah, it's my fault for not saying, actually, no, I don't want to do that instead of yes, you know, because as women and girls in particular, we can be brought up to be people pleasers, but not just women and girls. We can be taught to kind of smile and be gracious and to not rock the boat. So boundaries, I like to sometimes visualize as a hedge, a barrier that you can look over and someone else can look over back at you, but it's up there and you're able to say, nah, I want to protect my time. You're not welcome in my space or you don't want to go out and you don't want to do something. So it's about knowing your capacity to give and not taking on too much and saying no more perhaps. And yeah. And the reason I learned, not the reason, the way I learned about boundaries was listening to a podcast called Create the Love with a guy called Mark Groves. I have learned so much from him. To go further into that, Mark Groves spoke to a lady called Terry Cole And Terry Cole has written an amazing book called Boundary Boss, which I have. And I've lent it to a friend right now, actually, who needs it. And um, he knows he needs it, by the way. (laughs) It's not just me saying that. And it's 
such an incredible book. I highly, highly recommend it. And it sometimes amazes me that I got to, what, 35 roughly, and I didn't know more about boundaries. So, but I am so, so grateful to know now, and I'm very hot on my boundaries. And I regularly work with people and have friends who don't have great boundaries. And, you know, obviously there's no judgment and we might not have been taught to protect our energy and have healthy boundaries. But when you do learn and you're able to say no without feeling guilty, it's a game changer. It really is. So yeah, Boundary Boss. I can't remember the subtitle, but it's, it's brilliant. So yeah, boundaries. Beautiful, beautiful boundaries. They really help me. I was going to say they help you, but I don't know what they help you with. I'd love to know if you'd like to let know. They really help me to give from a place that is authentic and it is not from resentment. Because in the past, I would perhaps say yes to something I didn't want to do. And then I'd feel bad and then maybe bail last minute and then feel bad at like changing my mind last minute. But now I know myself, that's part of it, you know, to know yourself, to know where you can and can't give. So next was C, circle of support. Now, a circle of support is super important. And I mean true support because sometimes we can have people who are kind of there for us, but they annoy us. We don't really want them to come around. We don't really want their energy around us or our baby. We don't feel like we're naturally drawn to them. We feel like we might get judgment. We feel like we might be um, drained of our energy if they come over because they talk and they don't do anything helpful. You know, it's possible someone springs to mind when I talk of these things. So a circle of support of people who really, really see you and accept you and won't judge and say, you know, they can drop groceries around without needing to come in and talk at you, that kind of thing. As an example, when Matilda was born, I had to have a catheter because they'd cut my bladder. And I called on a gorgeous friend of mine, Rebecca, and she very kindly went to the hospital and got something that I needed for my catheter and she dropped it off, just gave me a hug and left. And that's exactly what I needed. You know, I genuinely like, I feel really stirred thinking about that because it's just so important to have people like that in your life. So a circle of support, people that are helpful, not toxic, not draining. And you need that in this time when you've had a baby, even years after having a baby, when motherhood or parenthood can just really knock you and rock you and tire you, to have a a true authentic group of friends can be just, it makes such a difference. I am so grateful for the circle of friends that I have, for the circle of connections. Some are closer than others, but some of them I don't talk to very much, but we are very close because we have shared some deep stuff and we're really, uh, we really see eye to eye. So yeah, a circle of support. So those are my three key things that I think are super important after having a baby. A, advocacy for self. B, boundaries. And C, your circle of support. And here is a poem of my own I'd like to share with you. I wrote it in June 2022. And like many of my poems, it kind of poured out of me. It's called Afterbirth. To those of you shell-shocked from birth, who haven't been listened to, seen or heard, I hear you, sweet soul. I really do. 
There are so many mummers like me and like you. To start as a mum and you're held back by grief and your only support is brief spots of relief. We so desperately need to give space to new mothers, minus calls or requests and opinions from others. Fuck the heels and the makeup, the Instagram crowd. It's deeply encouraged, not just sodding aloud. Stay in bed with your babe. There's no need to get dressed. Take it slow. There's no rush. Now it's time for more rest. Thank you for listening to the Mums King Matter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at The Birth Recovery Coach on social media or contact me via my website. The link is in the show notes. In the meantime, if you'd like to know more about my coaching offering, hop onto my website and book a free discovery call. Sending you love and peaceful wishes. Until next time, look after you.